Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. Uh, I have back on the program with us today, uh, Mr. Sean Crabtree of the Crabtree Group. Sean, Patrick, how are you? Thank you for having me back, my friend. Hey, Sean, I'm fantastic. I know you're always doing well, always uh, high energy, uh, great spirit. Um, Let's jump right into today's episode. Um, Sean, I know what you want to talk about today, (laughs) right? We are, I know this. I know this is something that you're very passionate about. It's very close to my heart. Yeah, so it is. And and I'm, it is mine too. So, uh, and I think it is going to be for anyone who listens to this episode uh, as well and anyone that they share it with. Um, Sean, problem a lot of practices have handling that new patient, right? That inquiry. They've done all of the work, they've paid the money, they've done whatever it requires to bring someone in the door or uh, to get them to call. And then things don't go so well from there. So, talk about this problem a little bit. Tell me what you see. So I call it the the conversion of the intake call. The intake call being that first touch, right? That the new patient, however they reach out to you, whether that's a virtual or a phone call or you know whatever it is, um, learning how to properly qualify that patient to have them convert to actually show up is one of. As you and I were talking earlier, I think it's one of the largest opportunities in this industry, and I think it's one of the least focused on. Um, and the way I tell my clients all the time is, is this. If you're paying dollars to a marketing company, then you are paying them for one thing. And that one thing is you're paying them to have somebody reach out to you in whatever way. Essentially, you know, you're paying them to have the phone ring, make the phone ring. What happens from the time the phone rings, you know, and everything after that is really up to what's going on in the practice. And doctors and teams have to realize that, uh, you know, again, if 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 uh, if the phone is ringing, then the marketing company is doing their job. What happens next is really, really up to us. Take it. Let's just keep going, Sean. What is up? What, what a, here's, what I, here's what I want you to do. I want you to talk about the don'ts. Let's start there, right? Let's start on the negative side. Tell me three fatal mistakes, fatal flaws that happen, two or three, uh, when someone, when a new patient calls a practice, that phone's answered. Tell me two or three fatal things that you see practices do. Well, number one, the, the, the biggest thing is before the call happens. The biggest challenge I see is practices are not because they don't understand or because they don't want to take the time or who knows for whatever reason. They're not tracking this vital piece of information, which is how many times did the phone ring today for a new patient call? We've got to be able to track how many times the phone rang versus how many times did we schedule the patient? And then we got to go to the next step and go, how many times did they actually show? Because when the phone rings, the marketing company is doing its job. We've got to know the, the analytics after that to be able to figure out what do we need to do differently, right? So that would be step one. Step two, the biggest thing that I see is um, well-meaning, very capable Uh, and I mean this with love, well-meaning and very capable people at the front desk view the phone ringing with a new patient as one singular goal. And that is schedule the patient. 
So the first thing out of their mouth is about the insurance questions or, you know, whatever like that. There's absolutely, you know, no focus at all on sort of what I call qualifying that patient. So what happens is inevitably because that focus is not there, um, there's no relationship made. The, the patient either does or does not schedule, but whether or not they show is not even, that's not even part of the mix, right? It doesn't even come into play. Does that make sense? Do you follow what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yep. Yes. Okay. And then I think the third biggest thing is I have to realize that if I'm, excuse me, answering the phone in the practice, as we said a moment ago, my number one goal is not to get the patient scheduled. My number one goal is to properly qualify and then get the patient scheduled. So what does that mean? Properly qualify. It means asking the patient questions and having them, when they schedule, A, they have a sense of urgency about why they're coming in. B, they're coming in under the right realization. So without getting into the weeds too much, here's what I mean by that. Most of the time, patients who show up, are, if they're a new patient, they're coming in under the wrong realization. I haven't been to the dentist in 15 years. I probably just need a cleaning. I've got insurance. It covers everything. Right. And so the patient is scheduled. They walk in the door. They got eight thousand dollars worth of work. They are totally not prepared for that because the questions weren't asked on the front end to bring the patient to that realization. I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense, but this is a this is a challenge like most challenges in the dental office. It's not dental specific. These challenges are everywhere. Um, I've got a book coming out here at the end of the year, maybe the first of the year, where I tell a story where this actually happened to me. Um, you know, I have a car that I just drive to the airport because I travel a ridiculous number of days with clients all over, you know, North America. And so this 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 car sits in my garage. It doesn't do anything except drive me back and forth to the airport, and it sits there all the other times. So I realized I haven't had an oil change on this thing for in forever, right? Sure. So I contacted an oil change facility between me and the airport. This was, you know, not too long ago. And so I'm on the phone, you know, hey, I heard you guys have a $19 oil change. Yeah, absolutely. Can you see me tomorrow at nine o'clock? I'll be on my way to the airport. Absolutely. Great. Fine. Schedule the appointment. I show up. I'm on the phone. You know, like I'm handing them my keys while I'm on the phone. And about 10 minutes later, the guy comes back and I can tell he's wanting to talk to me. Right. So I put my client on hold and I said, is everything okay? Yeah, Mr. Crabtree, you know, you've got uh, you've got about twenty eight hundred dollars worth of work on this car. And I'm going now. Wait a minute. You know, what do you mean? Twenty eight hundred dollars. Right. I don't spend the oil change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need to see pictures of this car. You know, you haven't had this. You haven't had the uh, you know, you've got a rear main leak seal or whatever. I mean, he told me a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, time and bell. I don't know what all he said. And by the way, we can't change the oil because there's some problem with the whatever the bolt or whatever. And I'm going, no, wait a minute. You don't understand. Like, I'm just here for the $19 oil change. That's right. why I'm here. Right. You know, that's that's the reason I came in. Um, and, you know, he's trying to ask me questions to help me understand why I need this work. Well, that wasn't why I came in. I was under the wrong realization. Conversely, a few questions on the front end. Mr. Crabtree, what year's your car, right? How many miles do you have on this car? Oh my goodness. When is it? Have you ever changed the timing belt, right? A few questions like this would help bring me to the right realization so that when I come in the door, I'm not looking for a $19 oil change. I'm also concerned about, do I have these other things, right? Your patients are in exactly the same 
you know, situation. So a few questions on the front end. And again, that goes back to, you know, the right mindset. My goal is not to schedule the patient. My goal is to properly qualify by asking these questions and then secondarily to schedule the patient. I'll say this too. One of the big reasons that a lot of, a lot of the patients don't convert. And by convert, I mean, you've paid a marketing company, the phone rings, but we don't actually get to see the patient. One of the big reasons that that happens is because the patient has one thing on their mind. If it's a general dental patient, you already know this. They have one thing on their mind. Do you take my insurance? What do you charge for a crown? When can I get in for a clean? What, like Whatever the, the thing is, that's the one thing on their mind. Just like my $19 oil change. What is the one thing on their mind? And so a lot of times, nine times out of 10, a patient calls and asks that one question. We then, on the other side of the phone, give them the answer and schedule them. And then the patient just hangs up and calls right down the list on Google. They're, you know, just calling every every doctor right down the list. And then they don't show up and we don't understand why. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. People will just jump to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. And with that being said, I, I like to talk to uh, when it when it comes to the phones, I, I won't get nearly as deep with anyone as you will. It's not what I do every single day. But I know that the, the most important thing about answering the phone is actually answering the phone. And this, this is a this is a problem that, be, that I see. That would be I, a prerequisite. That would yeah. So talk about that a little bit. What do you see? Have you seen practices where they they have like, hey, they're just taking voicemails and calling people back, or they're not available, or they take a two hour lunch and they're not answering the phone, or this one, they run ads. They're closed on Friday and they're running pay per click ads on Fridays for emergency dental that they can't. They're not even going to get back to the patient until Monday. What what is happening in today's age? What's your experience, especially with younger people, right? And how they are, it, nobody leaves voicemails anymore. I, there's nobody <laughs> does. I just get these little notifications that so-and-so called and I call and I call them back. That's how it works nowadays. Talk about that a little bit. What can some, what can practices do to incentivize their team to, to answer that phone? Well, I think you're speaking to a, to, to a, uh, to maybe a little deeper problem, right? Um, I, because I think that, I think the real, challenge of this problem uh, feeds over into other areas of the practice. Uh, my experience is that, that when that's going on in a practice, we're, we're not viewing ourselves in the proper light. I mean, at the end of the day, a dental practice is a dental business, and we've got to understand that our patients are our customers. And there is such a thing as customer service and if you are not sending the right message out into the marketplace, i.e. if you're not answering the phone, then, then you are not, you know, you know, communicating to the marketplace that you are ready, willing, able and eager uh, to help them out. And, and I think that's a, that's the challenge. So step one, when it, if that is one of the issues, dive in and, and start having, you know, maybe maybe as the doctor, you need to sort of dive in and look at your own mindset when it comes to your practice. I mean, it is a dental business and help your team see that it is a dental business and a ringing phone is number one priority, right? I mean, it is absolutely, that ringing phone is an opportunity. Sean, I, I, you can, here's an opinion I have about something and, and, and you can tell Jared, me problems with this or you agree, but if, you, if you're in a, a busy practice, and you have, it doesn't matter the amount of dentists, but the, each dentist is very busy and the entire team is very busy. Um, every new patient, 
usually if in a busy practice that's grossing very well means a higher profit margin to the dentist, right? All the fixed costs have been taken care of at that point. <clears throat> so the dentist is incentivized to bring on new patients, quality patients, because the net profits are higher. That makes sense. But for the rest of the team, if you're already busy and you're already dealing with all of the other uh tasks that have to happen uh, to run a successful dental practice is actually they're desensitized. There's no incentive, in my opinion, for that team member, because it just means more work for them. It doesn't, it usually doesn't mean more money. It doesn't mean more time off. It doesn't mean an earlier retirement, just a retirement. It just means busier work. So how can that change a little bit? Um, how can a dentist kind of work with their team to kind of change that where they're excited, they want to bring in new patients? What are some things they can do? I, I think it's a big opportunity in the industry. Uh, it's a it's a a, a a subject matter that I dedicated an entire chapter to in my upcoming book, and that is just what you're talking about: how to incentivize your team members so that they are taking what I call ownership at a higher level. You want your team members not to view themselves as employees, but to view themselves as partners in your business and have them. Uh, Give them the availability to, you know, be incentivized in terms of a bonus system. Now, if you're hearing this and you're going, oh, my gosh, he's talking about a bonus system. You know, we've tried that and it didn't work. Uh, I understand that. There's a lot of goofy bonus systems out there. And the reason they don't work is because they're not rooted in any sort of business acumen. A great bonus system is not something that can be achieved by ordinary means, and it needs to be rooted in profitability, not in production. It needs to be rooted in profitability. So the doctor is incentivized now to write as big a bonus check as possible because that means a ton of profitability in net income for the doctor. Sean, it's great, great advice. Um, by the way, I would just say this too. Yeah. Money alone is not going to motivate anybody long term. It is a great start to get our attention, right? Yep. Uh, and from there, it's what are we communicating? What are we prioritizing? Back to a moment ago, what are we given uh, the highest priority? Is it that this is a practice or is it that at the end of the day, this is a dental business and you guys are my partners in this thing? So, uh, Sean, you mentioned there's in your book coming out and the, the, your book will be out, I understand, a little bit later than this episode, probably airs or around the, the same time. Um, they'll be able to find this book on your website, right? The, the CrabtreeGroup.com. The CrabtreeGroup.com, as well as, you know, being able to connect with us on across all of our social media platforms. You can find that right on the CrabtreeGroup.com. Sean, anything else you want to add? I know this is a subject that you could spend literally days weeks uh, talking about and working with a dentist and, and their team members. Uh, <laughs> anything else you want to leave here with us? You know, I would just say uh, what I said a moment ago, the opportunity is endless. And with regard to this subject matter, you know, uh, understand that um, a ringing phone is your largest opportunity and understand that you are in business, help your team members see that and treat them like partners. And it will, affect you in ways that you never dreamed possible, even beyond what we're talking about with converting new patients. That's great advice. Sean, thanks so much for coming on. Patrick, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Look forward to seeing you. Yep. Crabtree Group, thecrabtreegroup.com. Please check out the website. We'll have links to the book on the dental brief as well. Uh, Sean, can't wait to have you back. Thank you, my friend. 
Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.